You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 151, Detoxing from Toxic Mold Exposure. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, Neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, we are at the end of March. Yes. Yep. It's uh, it's almost spring for some people. It's still winter <laughs> here, but that's okay. Operative term for some people, right? <laughs> well, today we're talking about detoxing from toxic mold exposure. How does somebody even know if what they're dealing with is toxic mold exposure? Uh, there's really not a simple answer to that. Um, our listeners know, you know, there's there's many things that we have to factor into um, ish- when it comes to being exposed to mold. And it could be issues at home, could be at work. There are people like your doctor that has to get involved. There's air testing that has to be involved, visual inspection, um, blood work. There's all, there. it's not just well, I think I'm getting headaches and it's because I have a mold issue. We don't know for sure. So to answer the question, the only way for sure to know is our listeners have to do, um, you could do blood or urine, but they're going to have to do lab testing from, from their body to, to see what mold toxicities they have. Okay. So definitely it sounds like it's, uh, going to the doctor. Yes. And and going to a doctor who probably understands mold to some level? Yeah, your GP and I, you know, for our listeners, I I we have listeners that are doctors, so I'm not trying to be demeaning to anybody, but you know, your typical GP's not probably very well versed in mold toxicity. Um I have clients that go to all sorts of different doctors, allergy doctors, holistic doctors. What's some of the other ones? Uh, well, holistic functional medicine. Uh, there's lots of different ones. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah so homeopathic naturopath. Yep. Those yeah, there, there's a lot, and you know, it's no different than if if you're going to go in and have you know work done, whether it's anything, shoulder surgery, whatnot. You want to make sure that your doctor knows what they're doing, and so you know, it's not tough to talk to your doctor and you know already have listened to our podcast, knowing, hey, is this the right doctor? Um, but I do want to be clear. Obviously, our listeners know this. You have di- disclaimers, but you know we're we're not giving any medical advice or anything like that because I'm not a doctor. But on the other hand, you can't just go to your doctor if you're dealing with a mold concern. Correct. So, so being that you're on the mold remediation specialty side of things, would you recommend that somebody have a mold specialist come and run air tests? So they have the levels of mold in their home before they go to the doctor or should they go to the doctor and at the same time be getting the air test? I would try to do it in conjunction. So at the same time, um, I've had clients that like the medical side of it takes weeks to get results. I've had clients that on the, I call it the blue collar side, the building side of it, that it takes weeks to get air test results back. So it doesn't take that long for us. We literally have, if we run air tests, we have results within about a week. So if you can do it in conjunction, go to your doctor, have air testing done. But once again, keep this in mind for our listeners, we don't just run air testing. If a client calls us and they say, hey, can you just come run air tests? We won't do it. Why is that? Uh, well... If they can see the mold, then you don't need air tests, right? Right, right. But it, yeah, if we see mold, we don't do it. But the reason why we won't just do air tests is the same reason why you can't just call your doctor and say, um, I, I want an MRI done on my shoulder. Yeah, because they, there's some general things they have to do first. Right. The, the, we have to do an inspection. We have to know if, if, if someone was to send me their air test results and say, hey, Steve, what do you think? I can look at it and go, okay, well, you have stachybotrys, so that's the toxic mold, black mold, that's a concern. But beyond that, it means nothing to me if I don't know what the property conditions are. Hence why you do yours like CSI investigations, because you need the full picture. Exactly. To be able to put the pieces of what's going on together. Right. For our listeners, you know, I I say this for a couple reasons. Um, If you're looking for a mold specialist in your area... And you call them and you say, hey, I just want air testing. And they're like, yep, we can do that. It'll cost you $1,000. I'd be very, very concerned if that, that for one, they're going to charge that much. And for two, they're just only going to come in and run air tests. You cannot do that. And some of our listeners know this. I used to offer what we called an on-site consult and air testing. And I quit doing that. But even when I did that, I still had to go look at problematic areas. And... It got to a point where, remember, I just decided, I said, there has to be a full inspection, mold inspection done with it. So there's no reason to just run air tests. There's no reason to offer that service. Absolutely. And in the same way, I think this is a good segue to when someone thinks they're experiencing mold sickness or mold toxicity, you need to work with a doctor who's asking those questions too, who's not just saying, let's do this test and let's do that test. They they need to be looking at the whole picture on the medical side as well. Exactly. And it, it's, you know, and I, I don't want to speak for, for our clients and their insurance companies, but for the most part, uh, 
from what I've heard from from my clients, the the testing that they do on the medical side is not covered by insurance companies. Now, I've had clients that say that the you know they've the the doctor's office whoever's doing it has found out ways to t- to take the proper steps to get insurance to cover certain things, but they won't usually cover all of that. And my whole point is is the medical side can be very expensive, just like our site is with testing. So if, if, if you go to a doctor and all they want to just do is the testing and, and then they, they get it back and they go, yeah, there's a problem. Well, if the doctor hasn't really asked you about what your daily habits are, you know, if you're immunocompromised or whatever, and you haven't done the, the mold inspector side of it, we can't give you a whole lot of answers. You know, it's frustrating for us to not have the information just as it would be frustrating for a doctor. Isn't that also why you suggest pretty consistently that people keep a journal and they document? Exactly. You're the one that brings it up more than I do. But. Yeah. Because that, that's data they can give to a mold specialist. That's data that they can bring to the doctor's office. Right. Then I, you know, when we do VPAs, virtual property assessments, when I do consults, we send questionnaires and in those questionnaires, we ask a lot of questions and we want to know the past history of either your body or problems with your home. And if if you come in, and, and I guess my point is, is, if I go in and I'm having shoulder problems and I go into the orthopedic and he says, well, what hurts? And I'm like, well, it just hurts. Well, did you have an accident? Did you fall? No, it just hurts. Like, if you don't give him any information, he he's kind of like, well, I can't help you. I can't help you much. So the more information you have, the cheaper it's going to be when you come to the mold specialist like me, if that makes sense. It does. It does make sense. Because you're not wasting my time doing investigations or getting a history when you could have provided that. Absolutely. So once somebody knows that what they're experiencing, let's say they've done the medical testing, it comes back that they have mold sickness or mold toxicity, what next steps should they be taking? So something I probably should have said at the very beginning, for any of our listeners, just for liability reasons, if you think that you're sick because of mold, you have to remove yourself from that environment, period. Okay. So as harsh as it sounds, and I get emails from people all the time, do I really have to just leave my house with clothes on my back? Exactly. Yes, that's what I have to tell you. Yeah, people don't like that. And yeah, are there things that we can do to salvage whatever? Yes, we can. But for the most part... If, if you feel like you're sick because of mold, you need to leave, Yeah. period. So yeah. that's the first thing they have to do is they've got to vacate the moldy property or the moldy home. Could be at work, could be, you know, school, wherever, that they have to vacate that property. Okay. So the first thing is they, they've got to, to vacate. But then the next question you typically get is, is it really with just the clothes off my back? Is there, you know... Are there some things that I can take as I detox? Yes. And it, so once again, you know, we talked about having the mold specialist like myself involved and then your doctor, you know, if we know from the inspection we did, let's just say, or it was a VPA, however we did the inspection, that you have a leather couch versus someone that just has a microfiber couch. Can we salvage that leather couch? If you, if it's an heirloom and you don't want to part with it, there are things we can do to salvage that couch. When it comes to just a normal lazy boy chair or microfiber couch, you really can't. 
Can we salvage books? Should you salvage books? No, you shouldn't. But if you have to, are there processes we can go through to salvage them? Absolutely. It's expensive and you're going to sign your life away. You're literally going to sign a disclaimer that claims or says you cannot hold anybody liable for any mold exposure because you chose to save this diary. Does that make sense? That does make sense. So there are things, and I'm not going to go through all of it because that's why you book a consult with me, but there are things that you can save, you know, stuff that's non-porous, things like that. But it is a long, lengthy process. And once again, if you don't have a mold specialist on the the inspection side of it, working with you and your doctor, you're probably going to cross-contaminate and take moldy things from one environment to another. And just begin a whole new colony exactly. of mold in the new environment. You can move into your mom's basement or your friend's basement or into your RV and all that moldy stuff that you were exposed to in your house, you could be taken to that property. Wow. Wow. So when somebody actually goes into detox, let's say, what are they, what are they taking when they're going into detox? Like what's happened? I've read certain blogs where people just go in the middle of nowhere and they just stay there for three months and they feel better. But I mean, is that what people are doing when they detox? I've had, um, I've dealt with people and I've read stories where they literally go stay in a tent out in their, their yard. And yes, um, that's a, obviously an extreme measure. Um, but once again, you have to do this with your doctor, but they can take binders, charcoal. There's all sorts of stuff out there that's way beyond my expertise, but they, there, you know, there's clay for binders. There's activated charcoal. There's these oils you can take. There's all sorts of things you can do to detox. And the whole point of that for your body is, is you take those binders because you want the, the binders to attract the mycotoxins, which, you know, if it's clay or whatever, and then you expel it. So whether it's your feces or urine, but you want to attract those mycotoxins and then get rid of them. That could be a process that depending on your body can take a couple weeks, could take a couple months. But going back to the vacating the property, if you don't vacate the property, you're not doing any good. Got it. You can spend all the money you want on, on, on binders and, you know, medicines or supplements or whatever you want to call it. But if you don't ever vacate the property or you don't get rid of that mold exposure, you're doing yourself no good. Well, that's very, very true. What is your call to action for people in terms of this idea of detoxing from toxic mold exposure? So you mentioned a journal um, that actually comes in the mold box if they buy one. But a journal, whether it's you writing it down on paper like you love to do or people like me that are lazier, that we just put it in our phone, put it somewhere. But you need to keep a diary. If you don't have a diary, like I said, I can't go to the shoulder doctor and just go, well, I don't know. Well, it hurts everywhere. Well, that does him no good or she. Yeah. So keep documentation. Exactly. And do you talk about mold sickness or any of this on Udemy and any yeah. of the courses? Okay. Yep. I have a course that's free on Udemy or Udemy. <laughs> we, we saw a commercial the other day. Udemy. I always call it Udemy. Yeah. Udemy sounds better to me than Udemy. Yeah. yeah. The commercial says you to me. Yeah. <laughs> However, um, there's one there and there's one on Skillshare, um, but it's free. It's totally free. There's no catches to it. Um, it's not a promotional thing. Right? Well, right now it's not as of today. Um, it's just something, you know, I think is good to offer to people that if they think they're sick because of mold, they can take that course and there's a lot of helpful information in there. A lot of what we just talked about. Very good. So go to Udemy, well, Udemy, yeah. and look up Steve Worsley and you will find 
all of his courses, including that free course. Any last minute things you want to say about the topic? No, just like I said, just remember, um, don't just either use a, only a doctor or only someone like me that's a specialist. You've got to, you've got to have an inspection, air testing done, and the doctor side of things. It's not just sending Steve an email and you're gonna, I'm gonna fix your problems because I don't offer that anyways. But you know, it's it, you've got to have different um, procedures that have been done by different entities, not just one one entity. And you need a team of experts. Exactly. There you have it. All right. We'll catch you in the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.